the DBN Network, Browns fans talking to Browns fans. Welcome to Volume 2 of the DBN Longtable. I'm Jen Tonic. Along with me is my co-host, Forth. Welcome hey, Forth. Hey, I'm good. And yourself? Yeah, I'm good, too. All right. So uh, week one is in the books, and we're on to week two of the NFL. Um, Browns tied Pittsburgh, uh, 21 apiece. Uh, in what was a pretty crazy game, ups and downs, uh, lots of positives, a few negatives, but uh, overall, uh, game played in the mud and the muck. We look pretty good against a team that we think could be potentially a uh, team that makes a run deep into the playoffs. Uh, what were your thoughts? What were your thoughts on the game itself? Well, when we first started the game, I. I, I was I was afraid that it, it, it's gonna be like a major major letdown, like our usual openers are. But um, the guys fought back, and that's that's a positive. I think I don't know. I I, I was kind of let down still because by the end I felt that we should have won the game. Yeah. But but, but at the beginning I, I was afraid that we're gonna be blown out like the like the Bills were, and. Um, so I have I have mixed emotions, but um, I don't know. I guess I'm more, I'm more positive than negative because it it seemed like uh, we ended on a high note, even though we didn't make the uh, uh, the field goal. And I guess part of the blame would go to Miles, but uh, he did so many good things that I, I I think we can let that one slide. Yeah. Uh, I think what's uh, what's important is that our special teams are going to be a problem, and that's not just based on this one game, but based on Amos Jones's career up to this point. Uh, he wasn't really a. I mean, he he was the I think at the Cardinals. And in, in in our last podcast, I said the Broncos, and, and uh, I guess I was wrong about that. Anyway, he was mm-hmm. a pretty bad special teams coordinator, and he is still a pretty bad special teams coordinator. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm worried. You know, special teams can lose you a game. So it's Absolutely. people kind of... Uh, treated as, as I don't know, like a secondary background type of thing. But um, in this game, you you could say that it cost us the game. Yeah, I mean, you would think that. I mean, look, Pittsburgh uh, missed a field goal a yard shorter than the one that we missed in the other direction in overtime. Um, it wasn't a give me field goal, but uh, the fact that we didn't even have a chance to get it off because of the how poorly you know that we got it off, but how poorly it was blocked. Um, that's pretty telling, you know. It, in a game where you need three points to win the game, uh, you know, a miss, you know, miscommunication or a poor handling of the blocking assignments, you know, cost us the game. Uh, not that he, we would have made it, but uh, I mean, you got to think it's a seventy percent chance that he makes a forty-two yarder, and even in those conditions, and to not give him a, even a shot to make it, Gonzalez, that is, you know, just it's disappointing, especially after the play that we made to get us into that spot, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was so uplifting to get that interception. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, then... It's one thing, the one thing about that, uh, that you, you know, I noted in the second half at least is that, I mean, even in the first half is that we finally have a, a front seven that can get some pressure and doesn't have to blitz to, to make a play on the quarterback. I mean, I, you know, like you said, Miles, you know, maybe had a bad penalty at the end. But, geez, he was all over the field. I mean, every he makes everybody on this team better because we don't have to blitz on every down to get pressure on, on the quarterback. I mean, he's he just he's phenomenal. I mean, he's everywhere you watch. And, I mean, and Avery had a great game as well. I mean, overall, just to see um, us get some hits on Roethlisberger was awesome. Because we don't ever hit the quarterback with that like that. I mean, we might have one game like that a year where we, we put pressure on the quarterback, but to have it in Week One against Pittsburgh, that was really awesome. I, it, 
that was the biggest thing I came away with from the whole game is that we, we put pressure on the quarterback um, of, a, of a good quarterback that has a good offensive system, may not have the best line, but has a good enough line that they are pretty successful everywhere else they go. Um, this was a good feeling for me. I, I, I have a good feeling moving forward. I think uh, that this front seven is going to be uh, a force for us, uh, even with some of the issues that we'll talk about, I'm sure, later in the show. Um, what were your takeaways about the offense? Well, you know, one of the things that uh, kept on coming up on the on DBN uh, was that it was just one game, and yeah. that's true. And plus, plus the weather was awful, uh, so um, it's difficult to to kind of uh, to to see how this would reflect on the team in the long term, but still it was kind of worrying how our receivers could not really get open, uh, plus uh, Taylor was hesitant to pull the trigger, yeah. plus he was inaccurate, although there was a wind problem, along with the rain and other slippery conditions, whatever, plus our receivers were dropping some balls, so... Uh, plus, the offensive line had uh, a number of miscues with the, uh, uh, the penalties and some blocking assignments and stuff. So um, overall, it was not really encouraging. But it, it's it's hard to see how how you know this could you know due to the conditions. I mean. The next game, for example, it's not going to have weather problems. So, sure. so we'll see. Uh, it's 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 not a good feeling anyway. Yeah. So we we had so many problems that um, I'm kind of worried that some of these were not due to the weather. I, and I agree with you. I think there's a few things that um, there's a few takeaways from that. I mean, I think Taylor is kind of the quarterback that we expect. He's a little bit more accurate than what we saw, but he also does hold the ball forever. Uh, he, the one thing I guess, not only was he late on all his throws, he was behind on all his throws. So, um, you know, he was when guys were open, he was not only late getting them the ball, but he was all his throws were behind. So, um, we, I think he left some a lot of points on the board. Again, I, maybe it's the weather. I, I'm not gonna kill him for that. The things that kind of were disappointing for me that I think weren't necessarily weather issues. Obviously, the penalties, four false starts in the first half is just unacceptable. Um, and I think, like I said, we, we threw together the left side of the line two days before the the, you know, the game, and Batonio went from left, left guard to left tackle, back to left guard. He got a false start. Um, Harrison had two false starts. He didn't play well. Um, he didn't play terrible, but he didn't play well. Uh, a lot can be, you know, a lot can be said from that game one. We're not going to kill a guy for it, um, especially against a Steelers defensive front that does put pressure on the quarterback. Has done it in the past, so I won't kill him for that. Um, one of the things that uh, did bother me a little bit, uh, besides the penalties, was uh, the pickup of the blitz. Uh, Hyde wasn't great, and Chubb was terrible. Uh, Chubb got Zyron almost killed. Um, I'm hoping that that's something that he can build off of. Uh, he was only in for a handful of plays, and I would assume that that was a reason why um, he missed the block completely, picked up the wrong defender, and uh, basically almost got Tyrod to the point where he got crushed and fumbled. But all that aside, um, I liked what I saw from Landry. Landry had a really good game. Um, he showed that he can play the outside and get open. He catches everything that you throw that's catchable. Um, I know he did drop one ball at the line in the fourth quarter, but that was, I think, I, like I said, when I was watching the game, I thought it was intentional because uh, he would have only picked up like four or five yards, and the clock was obviously a key at that point. Um Overall, a heads-up heads play, if, if if that was intentional. Yeah, I mean, I I, 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 
I, I wouldn't have the presence of mind myself. Yeah, I think those guys. I think those guys kind of know. Like, if I'm not going to pick up, they should know. Um, you know, like you think it's easy to think when you're not in the game. You know, like, well, don't score a touchdown here. Put yourself down at the one yard line and let the clock run out, or you know, don't catch that ball because I'm only going to pick up five yards and then the clock's going to keep running. I'm going to lose 25 seconds. I mean, you would like to think that you know, in the moment. It'd be tough for them to realize it, but they practice this stuff so hard. Intelligent football players should be able to realize, and I think Landry is an intelligent football player, that uh, catching that ball right there costs them at least two plays, maybe more. Um, and two plays isn't worth five yards. Uh, so overall, like I said, I think he had a good game. Um, obviously, Gordon only had the one catch on the three targets. Two of them were poorly thrown balls. Actually, all three of them weren't really well thrown, but the touchdown was just a phenomenal catch, um, which was a really good sign to see Gordon go up and, and, and beat a guy on a ball that wasn't really even a one-on-one -on -one ball. It was just so underthrown, um, but he's just so good that he made a great catch, kept himself in bounds. Um, I would say the probably the most disappointing player out of the skill position players was Njoku. Um, his hands, I don't know... It, He's got to spend some more time on that jugs machine because it just does not look like this issue has solved itself yet. Um, you know, I, the one ball he did drop that he was open for, uh, a big game was slightly underthrown. But I mean, he's got to, if you get two hands on the ball, you got to catch it. You know, you just got to catch it. Um, overall, the offense wasn't great, but they put up 21, you know, we, we managed to get 21 points. On, on Steelers in a bad weather game, and uh, you really can't complain about that, even though the defense was primarily the reason that we were in that game. So I will give them credit for not giving up. Uh, we're down, down two scores with seven or eight minutes left. Everyone fought really hard. Maybe this is a sign that, uh, you know, I know we kill you, Jackson, all the time, but these guys didn't quit. They stayed out there and kept fighting, and, uh, and you know, Old Browns teams would have definitely given up, and uh, to see them not give up and make this a game to the point where they didn't take a loss was very encouraging to me. Yeah, I agree with that, and I would also agree with your assessment of the players that you mentioned. I think Chubby is gonna uh, get better with with his blocking duties. And um, I mean, if you remember the in in the first uh, game he played, the first preseason game. He he wasn't really good, and how much he improved by the second game, second preseason game. Yeah, so I'm, I, I I'm hoping for that kind of improvement. Uh, maybe not to the same extent, but I think he's gonna improve uh, his blocking because when he when he was on the field and when he was running, that that was good. Uh, his runs were good, and. Uh, if he, if he could protect our quarterback a bit better, uh, I think he, will, he could eventually surpass Hyde on the depth chart, and I think that that would be the goal for someone selected as high as he was. Yeah, I agree 100%. I think uh, a fully healthy Nick Chubb is going to be a valuable player on this team, uh, but he does have to learn to work a little bit better inside the pass protection schemes, and I think it's something that he'll work on. Um, not something he didn't really have to worry about as much in Georgia, but uh, because that wasn't really his job when he was on the field, especially the last full season. But uh, I, I have the utmost confidence that he's going to pick that up. Um, I, while we're talking about uh, rookies that, that uh, were contributors or rookies that factored into the game, I mean, I, I don't know how you can talk about Denzel Ward and uh, Janot Avery. I think they both played awesome games. I think Avery was the highest rated PFF guy on our team uh, this week. Um, he had an awesome game. Uh, I'm excited to see him out there again this week. Uh, I think he'll get more time, obviously, with uh, some of the injuries that, are, that we're hearing about. And uh, Ward, obviously, uh, excellent coverage on uh, AB all game, even though um, AB got a touchdown and had his yards. Um, it kind of kept him under control. Uh, obviously, the two interceptions, one was, you know, right time, you know, right place, right time. The other one was just a phenomenal read on the ball. And uh, he, he read Roethlisberger and just made a great play on it. So I was one of the guys that was pretty down on Ward. Um, I wasn't really crazy about the pick. 
Um, I didn't think he could be a, a number one elite cornerback, and it's still really early, but he played really well uh, week one into the season, you know, week one into his first season. Um, against the veteran quarterback and covered, uh, I mean, you'd have to say the best receiver in in the NFL for quite a bit of the game. And he did a really good job. He looked well. He looked like he played well. And uh, so there's there's my two, uh, there's our two, you know, two of our high rookie picks. Well, not necessarily every case a high pick, but two young rookies looking really good on the defense. Um, And I think, obviously, the key rookie didn't see a snap and, uh, Probably won't for a little bit, a little bit of time. But overall, you got to be happy with the picks so far. Um, guys are all contributing somewhat, with the exception of two guys that we picked and put on the offensive side of the ball. What, what was your thoughts that Corbett wasn't actually active on Sunday? To be honest with you, I, I didn't really care. Uh, it's just, it just doesn't doesn't matter to mm-hmm. me right now. I mean. Uh, you could say that a uh, high second round pick should be a starter at least, but um, um, you know it, it is what it is. I I, I think uh, we are going to return that uh, question when uh, in, in next April uh, in the 2019 draft because if you look at it, yeah. Um, um, uh, what's his face? Dorsey doesn't have the best history when when drafting uh, offensive line players uh, high. So I'm kind of worried about that because one of the things that we expected to, well, I should say one of the positions that we kind of expected us to draft uh, was tackle. Mm-hmm. So if 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 uh, Harrison doesn't work out, then we kind of expected. Or at least I should say, some of us expected us to to draft uh, tackle high, and I wasn't really confident in Dorsey's abilities, or I should say, scouting his past record. Yeah, um, but if Harrison works out, which would be great, then we could select some of the great defensive talent that's com- coming out next year. But I guess yeah. I, I kind of got ahead of things. That's okay. Uh, I actually don't have an issue with it either. My, I, you know, I could care less. It's the same as Baker starting or not starting. I don't, it doesn't really have a, a huge impact for me. The one thing I will say is it was a little confusing as to why he wasn't on the roster. I mean, wasn't on the active, uh, the active roster because I was, you know, if, if Harrison didn't work out, if he struggled, uh, in the first half, and they decided to kick Petonio back over to uh, to tackle. It kind of left us without the guy who would be the next logical guy to play left guard. Um, I thought that maybe it was a little presumptuous that that Harrison was going to play really well. Uh, he didn't, but um, they didn't still didn't make a move to change it out. And I guess their plan is they're just going to go with it and see what happens. Um, I don't disagree with that, but I kind of feel like having a little bit of a safety net might be a good idea moving forward. You don't want to, even with a, even with Taylor, who's good in the pocket, but he, he, he has a knack to take sacks. He holds the ball a little bit long. You really don't want to put your, you know, put all your chips in, a, in an undrafted rookie free agent tackle without having some kind of backup plan because, you know, you never know what's going to happen. I mean, if, if Taylor gets hurt and we got to throw Mayfield in there, do you really feel confident um, with your, you know, your future franchise quarterback sitting out there? Uh, do you feel confident that that lineup would be able to protect him uh, and willing to risk, you know, injury to him if you just have an injury to Taylor? I mean, I, I just I worry in the sense that I think that we could have probably addressed that issue and just been, you know, a little bit more protective of the line uh, by having uh, Corbett active. Again, I don't care that they didn't start. I don't care that what they did, what they did. Um, I, I know the reason being that they want Harrison to work at a left tackle, and I think that the only way that they think it can work out is if he's out there getting reps. Um, and I, I have no problem with that, but I think we almost have to be prepared that if it doesn't work out, we have to make a change. Uh, we have to be prepared to make a change on a dime. 
So that's my uh, that's my thought currently on that whole situation. But I'm I'm okay with it. I mean, I guess we'll see week by week uh, what the active roster looks like. And injuries are going to play a part of that. So I guess we should start talking about some of the injuries that we're looking into this week. Um, we got some good news uh, that uh, a couple guys that we thought might be on the uh, on the injury report cleared themselves off, and uh, that was uh, Randall and Gaines. So our secondary should be okay. Um, Randall got a pick last week. He looked like he was hurt a couple times. Uh, one of them, I think, was just to get a fake timeout which was pretty strategic and, like you said, nice to have football savviness. Um, but to get those two guys back against a team that's going to throw the ball, obviously, uh, like the Saints are going to do, definitely helps out. Um, but we got a couple other injuries that we have to talk about. And I guess the first would be uh, Emmanuel Agba and what kind of impact do you think that's going to have along the front seven? Well, I mean, he was supposedly injured early in against the Steelers, so uh, we could we could kind of see that. I think he he was he had a quiet game after that, uh, relatively speaking. So, uh, well, the uh, if he doesn't play, then uh, you could put Avery there, or you could put uh, Chris Smith there. So I'm not, we're gonna, we're gonna see how, uh, Greg sees Avery, uh, with, 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 uh, which choice. Or, or I, I guess you could say that he, uh, probably has, uh, has him play both on the defensive line and behind them. So, I don't know. Um, I guess uh, that kind of means that they, the Saints are going to be able to divert more attention to Miles. I mean, sometimes the Steelers had three guys blocking Miles. So, um, I don't know. Um, I'm not, I'm really unhappy that, uh, Agba got injured. I kind of wish that we could tape up his ankle like in a huge ball so that he never or at least that he he can finally play like I don't know ten games in a row. Yeah, because it's 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 getting a bit frustrating. Yeah, I mean I, the obviously you have to. I mean at this point you'd have to say that he's kind of injury prone. It's just three years in a row now. He's got injuries that are keep him sidelined for probably multiple games. Um, I, I've never been the biggest fan. I thought um, I thought I would see more from him as a pass rusher, um, and I, we. To, to this point, I really don't think we have seen enough from him as a pass rusher. Um, again, he finally had a competent pairing on the defensive, on the other defensive end. That you should expect him to see a lot more one-on-one matchups and 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 uh, get some more out of him production-wise. And we still didn't see it. Um, I don't really know what the plan is moving forward, uh, but we definitely do need to help Miles in the pass rush. He can't. You know, I mean, if a team's putting two or three guys on him and chipping him, uh, you know, on every play, somebody else is going to have to get to the quarterback because somebody else is going to have a, you know, an easier run. I mean, Miles is going to, he's going to be dominant week in and week out because even if he doesn't put the numbers up, there's going to be multiple people blocking him. Um, and that's going to set up guys to have one-on-one matchups. I mean, I fully expect that, uh, after one week that Avery is just going to be, I, I, well, I won't say expect, but I really hope that he's going to be a, another key pass rusher because I think that's something that we, we still lack is a secondary, a second pass rusher. And uh, if that's the case, um, the other injury, I guess, might see Avery playing a little bit more uh, linebacker with uh, the uh, the addition of uh, Christian Kirksey to the injury report with uh, what they have listed as a shoulder and a ankle. Um, so he's questionable um, right now. Doesn't say out. Doesn't say doubtful. Uh, but he hasn't missed a game yet in his career, and and this week might be the first one. Uh, be a big loss to the defense, um, but it would mean more time for Avery and probably Burgess out on the uh, out on the field. Um, how do you think a Kirksey injury impacts the team? Uh, first of all, I have to say I don't expect him to miss the game. I, I think he's going to suck it up and play. Um, he might not play as many snaps as he would otherwise play, but I think he's going to play. If he doesn't play at all, then uh, 
then if I had to guess, I'd say that uh, Avery is going to play more uh, linebacker than than uh, edge player, mm-hmm. and that Christmas is going to be uh, the full-time Agbar replacement. Uh, so that's kind of what I'm expecting. Yeah. Um, uh, the um, I think that Jen is the only um, it's the only name I can remember who's out on the Saints. Um, I don't know if you looked at the uh, injury reports, but you know I really haven't. But go ahead. No. Good. Uh... I don't. I didn't see any. Uh, I didn't. I haven't heard anybody. So normally you would hear something, but Ginn uh, was Ginn uh, was listed as uh, questionable, and, and so was Thomas. But they're both they're both uh, they both practiced all week. Now that I'm, I'm looking at it, so I think uh, I think that the, the Saints really aren't missing anybody uh, of their key key players. Um, obviously, we'll be down a starting defensive end. Uh, but you know that's that's the NFL. You know guys are going to get hurt, and, and you're going to have some. The next man up is going to have to step up and, and play well. Yeah, right. So uh, that being said, what are your thoughts going into uh, week two, heading into New Orleans? Well, we we have to pummel Breeze, uh, yep. or are we gonna or are we gonna lose bad? That's that's kind of my. I, th- I think our offense is going to be better. Or not just due to the weather, but um, that, that defense is not gonna be as much of a hindrance as as the Steelers were. I, at least that's what I'm hoping for. Yeah. See now, so, here's a question. I mean, do you think last week was an, uh, an aberration for the, the Saints? I mean, they, you know, they had a, a pretty solid defensive unit last year. They didn't really lose anybody. Um, if anything, they drafted, uh, you know, they added a couple guys to that defense, and they looked terrible against a, a I mean, a, what I would call a, a, you know, mediocre at best with a poor man's, poor, poor journeyman's quarterback and Ryan Fitzpatrick. They looked really bad against that Tampa Bay team. Now, do you think that that's something that was just an aberration one week thing, or is it the Saints just might be susceptible to be scored on? I think a little bit of column A, column B. Uh, I think they can be scored on, and they just kind of—they are there to slow the enemy down while Breeze scores a bunch of touchdowns. Yeah. But um, what happened with Tampa? Uh, you know, there are there are these games where where Fitzpatrick just can do no wrong. And that was kind of the game uh, against the Saints. I mean, it seemed like everything he did was great and on point. And, you know, it's just one of those games when when that kind of happens. I mean, I haven't seen the entire game. I I saw the... uh, the NFL highlights, and that's mm-hmm. that's that's what it seemed like to me. So um, I kind of hope that we can score on them, and that we are gonna be able to get to Breeze uh, better, or I should say, more than we got to uh, Roethlisberger. So I don't know. I, I I don't expect us to win on their turf, but. Uh, I I kind of hope that we can hang with them at least. Yeah, see, I, I think they were susceptible to the long ball. I mean, it, you know, they got the, the Tampa Bay scored a couple of really long touchdowns. Um, it's something that we can do well. Um, we just need to get the ball down the field, and it's that's really on Tyrod. We have the, the receivers that can do it. We have, you know, Joku could have a big game. Callaway could have a big game. Josh Gordon could have a big game. Um, there could be. Plenty of guys in our roster can actually get down the field and you know and get open. It's just a matter of can we protect the quarterback long enough for him to be able to get the ball down the field. Um, now, I, I think that that's something that we can exploit. Um, but at the same point, you know, it, it, I, I don't know how I feel uh, if we're going to be able to protect the quarterback to the point where we'll be able to throw that ball down the field. So. It it feels like uh, this this would be a game that would require uh, faster decisions than uh, what uh, Tarod has been 
during yeah. during the first game. Although I guess uh, you know, I'm glad that he's protected with the ball. Yeah, and um, they really weren't that many open receivers. But um, still, uh, I would have liked if he pulled the trigger a bit more often. And then when he pulled the trigger, if his passes were more catchable. So we'll see. I, I hope. I kind of hope that Haley is going to push him, or has been pushing him all week. To, to just kind of, kind of the way that he spoke to Landry during Carnox when he said just go through the corner <laughs> to get to the ball yeah um, I hope he's been saying uh, to uh, to Taylor to you know just throw the effing ball yeah just, just yeah. trust yourself I don't care if you throw an interception just throw the damn ball yeah get the ball out there now I mean I know that's not Taylor's thing but maybe he realizes for the first time in his career he's got more than one guy you can actually count on to get the ball to so who knows yeah. maybe we'll maybe we'll see a little bit of an evolution in Tyra Taylor starting this week well no, who knows yeah I mean it's 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 kind of <laughs> it's it's kind of it's kind of unlikely but um I mean, it doesn't have happen often that that players just you know make a complete change from their character. Yeah, right? yeah, and can kind of blossom into someone else. But um, it has happened before, if 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 not often. So no, I I don't I don't rule it out. I just don't expect it to happen. But I'm yeah. kind of hoping for it. That's that's where I stand. Uh, I'm kind of worried about their ground attack too because. Um, Kamara is the guy, right? Yeah, Kamara. Yep. Uh, we were unusual. Uh, maybe I shouldn't say unusually, but compared to last year, we were bad against the run. I mean, uh, Pittsburgh. Could, it seemed like Pittsburgh could pick up uh, first down on the ground, first downs on the ground at will, which was really annoying. Um, I don't know. Some somehow it's 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 more. Uh, it's more draining emotionally when they pick it up on the ground as sure. opposed to yeah. as opposed to two passes. And I hope they kind of uh, clean things up uh, in in the run game because they've been missing uh, tackles again, which is kind of annoying. But uh, also, I, I, I one of my favorite players, and I know he's not a world beater, but Mader was a uh, reliable uh, one tech that we had, and I kind of wish we kept him because um, we have Ogun Joby and who's the other guy? I'm really oh. bad names. They both seem like three techs to me. So yeah. more more of a, a pass rushing defensive tackles, and I kind of wish we kept. Uh, Mater, who seemed more like uh, someone that could be an anchor, yeah, sort of sorts in, in in the running game. So I, I was really disappointed that we cut him. Yeah, I, I kind of was a little bit surprised by that too. Um, you know, it was not a guy that was making a lot of money. Uh, you know, we obviously moved on from Shelton, who was making not a lot of money, but would have been making a lot of money next year. Uh, and and I get the move from Shelton and uh, you know to play the young guys, but I kind of I kind of I'm with you. I, I thought Mita would have been a guy to keep around, um, and I think he would help with some of the issues that we have with the run D. And I know people will point the finger and say, well, it's just because we don't have Shelton, but that's not necessarily true. Mita was out there a lot. Mita was a, he's never going to get pressure on the quarterback. It's never going to happen. But he's always been really good against the run. Um, and it was kind of tough. I, I, it was a tough cut to see him make uh, get cut. I didn't. I wasn't expecting it. I thought he would be. I thought he would be pretty safe. Um, I don't know if anybody picked him up, but uh, there's a guy that I thought would have been on this roster. Now it would definitely. He definitely could help. Um, yeah. It's, it, it. I don't know. It's. Um, you know. I mean, of course, I don't know football to the same extent that Double uh, G does, but. Um, he, he he makes some weird decisions. I I, I mean I, I assume that he he approved of Meter getting cut. So sure. And he is the kind of one tech that he has been using 
his whole career. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Or, or at least to me, that, that seemed to be the case. Now, Koei is a good player, but he's, he's the kind of guy that you... He's more of a trainer. He, he, you set him on the quarterback. It's, yeah. it's, he's not the guy who's going to be picked up by, by the center and the guards and, and handle them. Yeah. And, and still make the tackle on, on the runner. Yeah. So, I don't know. It, it, it's, it's, it, I don't know. Maybe Greg kind of, he, he's kind of trying to do new stuff. I don't know. Or, or, I mean, compared to himself, new stuff. Yeah. Because it seems weird. Like last year, what he did was completely, I mean, it went completely against what we expected because I remember Jade, Jade, uh, uh, he pulled up a statistic uh, that the Rams in the season in the 2015 season played the most uh, in in nickel with, with five DPs. Uh, I think it was 77 percent. And then he comes to us. That's what we expect. And then we play like a, a like a textbook classic type of four-three defense. Yeah. And yeah. uh, 4-3 defense with a safety lined up 30 yards off the field, off the ball. Yeah, I mean that that part was not kind of not not quite the textbook thing, but um, uh, I don't know. It's it's um, it's been weird. It's like uh, I don't know, really weird. What's what Greg's been doing sometimes? Plus, uh, he, he he. It seems like he is trying to be creative with his blitzes, but at the same time. It feels like everybody can see them coming, yeah. And, and I don't know if it's the players or if it's the scheme because you know, I mean, the players have to kind of execute. Yeah, yeah. Plus, sell it that kind of confuse the quarterback if they can, whatever. So I don't know. Uh, the most annoying thing of last year was when we blitzed on one side, and the quarterback would just make an easy dump throw behind the blitz. Yep. And the easiest 25 yards in the entire NFL. Sure. And we, we would get like uh, three, four of those thrown on us every game. And I don't. I mean, I mean, the defense against the Steelers was really good, but um, I'm, I'm still kind of afraid that um, Breeze is going to be able to. Uh, Pick a spot better than than Watsburger did. Yeah, well, I think obviously being in the dome um, will definitely factor in. Uh, but we'll see. Again, I, this is uh, you know this is for us. This is a new thing. We have a, we actually have a defense that can pressure the quarterback. Um, we have uh, we, what appears to be a cornerback that can play a legit number one guy and press him. Uh, maybe maybe we we see Ward out there on Thomas and give him a hard time. Thomas is the kind of receiver that that Hayden would always excel against. Big physical guy, not super fast, not super quick, but always catches the ball when it's near him. And I think that Hayden would always cover that guy really really well. Um, he he struggled against Brown, but he would always cover the more physical, the bigger guys well. And maybe. Um, what we saw from Ward was that he did a good job against Brown. Maybe he'll excel against the bigger, more physical guy too. Who knows? Um, I think this is a good test. This is a good test for us on the defensive side of the ball. Um, and I'm hoping, in a sense, that it's the chance for us to maybe right some of the wrongs on the offensive side of the ball. We're going to play in a um, in a more offensive friendly zone. You know, weather conditions. Obviously, the weather is non-factor. We're playing on turf. Indoors, um, I think we'll see uh, an improvement to the offense. Uh, you know, if we start to see throws that are that are behind the receivers again, uh, we're going to start to see sloppy routes. If we're going to see drop passes, uh, these are those will be things to be concerned about. Um, I think we will struggle with penalties this week. It's a loud building. Um, the fans are going to be loud, um, especially if the Saints put up early points. Uh, it's going to be tough for us to play. Um, four full starts will seem minimal compared to what we had last week when we go against this team in New Orleans. So, I mean, there's there's going to be a lot going against us. Again, we'll be starting a, a rookie left tackle, undrafted free agent. 
uh, in a loud building, uh, in a pressure-packed environment. Um, it, these are, you know, there's a lot of things to be concerned about. But you know what? I have a really good positive feeling going into this game. Uh, and I guess that kind of leads me to my prediction for the week. Um, right now, I think the line is eight and a half. Um, I do think that we will not win the game, but I think that we will cover the spread. I know that's not necessarily positive, um, but I think that we can play with teams like the Saints, even at, on the road. Uh, I'm thinking somewhere along the lines of like 31-24. Uh, we'll be down. It'll be a touchdown game, uh, but we'll be in the game the whole game. Uh, they'll just make one more play than us. Uh, and again, that's not that's not an indictment that we're a bad team and we're going to be all one and one. It's that we we started against two pretty good teams and we tied one and we're going to the other one. And I think we'll play well enough to to be in the game. If we make a play, we might win it. But I, I really think New Orleans is the better team, especially at home. Uh, and I think uh, I think we head into that Thursday night game against the Jets still looking for our first win, but I think uh, I think we show we you know we show well against New Orleans again week two and, and I think uh, again it's another positive building block. Um, what what are your thoughts? I think I'm with you on on that we are gonna lose. <laughs> uh, I expect Breeze to pick Greg's uh, defense apart. That's that's what I'm expecting. And last time he faced, they faced each other, so to speak. Uh, I think he threw for, I don't know, a lot of yards and a lot of touchdowns. It, it was uh, 400 yards and something, I believe, and uh, and four scores or something like that. It was uh, it was a pretty big, pretty big game for Breeze against Greg Williams against the with the, when he was with the Rams. And that wasn't a bad defense, I think. So I kind of expect sort of the same I think we're gonna die by by Greg's um, maybe, maybe, maybe I shouldn't say transparent but um, that that's the way it feels to me I mean uh, after a while you, you can you can kind of see through it and kind of uh, I mean, if, if you're a smart quarterback, which I think Breeze is, quick decisions, accurate, uh, I think that's the death of Greg Williams. Uh, so that's really the death of the Browns in terms of next week's game. I, I expect us to get at least 30 points scored on us, and we just won't be able to, to kind of stay with them. I think our offense is going to be improve. Uh, Taylor is going to improve about 50% completions at least. Guys are going to be better at catching the ball, getting open, but I, I just I'm, I just don't think it's going to be enough to beat the Saints. Yeah, but, well, but I also think that we're going to be close, just not that close. I uh, I do have to. Uh, I just uh, just caught. Uh, on uh, on Twitter that we are actually down three guys um, heading oh. into the game now, and uh, one of them is a little bit surprising. Uh, Deval will not play, hamstring. Uh, Kirksey is out. Oh, shit. And Josh Gordon is not going to play. What? Yeah, he's got a hamstring injury. It looks like he went into the facility, uh, complained about a hamstring issue, and that he's been ruled out for Sunday. So uh, it's three uh, three injuries, two guys that are uh, I would consider key guys, and a, and a very good uh, secondary tight end in the valve. All three guys are out. Um, I'm going to stand by what I said. I still think that we can score points. Um, I still think I would take the Browns if I'm getting eight and a half. Uh, and uh, I mean, it does kind of put a little you know sour taste on everything because I think that this is the kind of game that Gordon would excel in uh, but at the same point you know next man up uh, maybe Higgins has a big game maybe Callaway has a big game um, and I, I still expect us to play well in this game uh, so I know we just talked about all this and it does change a little bit but not not so much for me um, what are your thoughts now that we know that those three guys are not going to play well, I'm, I'm even less optimistic, <laughs> but but you know sometimes uh, sometimes uh, 
these things work out the other way. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I, I don't think we're going to win, and I, and I don't think that losing some of the, our best players helps, certainly. But um, as you said, next man up. So I kind of expect uh, big things from Avery, big things from Callaway, and Higgins, yeah. but mostly from Callaway yeah. and Avery. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I think it's going to be an exciting game, but... Um, yeah, as I said, I expect us to lose. If we win, I'm gonna be so happy uh, that I'm. I'm I, I, I don't know. You I don't would know admit that say. you were I wrong. Don't... You would admit that you were wrong if you. If oh, you were... that's 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 excessive. But I'll I will gladly admit I'm wrong if uh, if the Browns put up a W on the Saints this week uh, in New Orleans. Yeah, I mean, how long has it been since we won? And That's against a good team, yeah. I think no, I, I think the Saints were the last good team that we beat at home. I think. Oh, you Remember? mean on the road? Uh, well, we beat them in Cleveland, I believe, the last time we played them. Yeah. I'm not sure. I'd have to check. Um, that yeah, I beats... think it was Cleveland yeah. when we had Kruger. Uh, yeah, sack him like two times. Yeah, I'm not sure. Anyway. Uh, but to beat a good team on the road would be would be something that would be something that these guys could build off of, uh, that this, especially this young group could build off of. I still expect a really good showing. Um, I'm not sure. Like I said, I don't I don't I don't foresee a W, but I definitely think that we're going to play with this team, um, and they should be playing at the top of their game. They should be angry, the Saints. So uh, this is a tough week to get them, but I still think. I still think we're, we're going to be in this one. And, uh, you know, if the ball bounces our way, we could find a way to squeak out a W. I think it's going to be a one-score game. And um, I'm very, I'm, you know, it's nice to look to look at a game like this where, you know, if we catch one break, I think we can win. Uh, whereas last year I didn't feel that way. And the year before that I certainly didn't feel that way. And uh, hopefully, hopefully we catch that one break. Uh, so you you know what have you seen? Uh, I think I think uh, the Browns posted like a short video of I think it was Kirkle breaking up the team. You know, uh, yeah, in practice. And if I heard right, then the uh, word that he used was one, two, three, win. Yeah. So that showed me that they are really, really, really hungry in in the building for a win. So yeah. I I think in terms of this sort of mental focus that that's that's kind of on our side so uh, on the one hand I'm hopeful but you know as we as we talked about uh, the, the realistic outcome is that we're gonna lose uh, plus well, I, I don't want to jinx us so <laughs> I'm afraid to predict a win. Yeah. Well, I, I won't predict the win either. But like I said, I think I think we're going to be in this one, and I think it's it's something where if we catch uh, we catch one break or we get you know a bounce of a ball, it's something that we can win. Or if somebody makes one great play, again, these are all things that are positive. We're in. We're, we're, we're we got a team that can actually win games now. It's fun to watch this week. This last week, even though we lost. It was tough to watch at points, but them the, the, the not giving up definitely means that this is a team that you can watch on Sundays and, and, and feel confident that you're going to get a good product uh, week in and week out, regardless of what you think of the, the coaching staff or, or the front office or whatever. Um, and, I, and like I said, I... And it feels like you can trust what Mice says, you know, when he says that he's going to sack. Roethlisberger, he's going to get him. Yeah, yeah. I mean that that was that was encouraging. I mean, I know that you know players are kind of a, a rah rah type. You know, we're gonna do it this year, we and so on. But it's it's rare for a Browns player to deliver. Oh, I promise. No, yeah, it is. And I'll tell you, there's the guy that I'm looking forward to the most every week, just watching nine five. Yes, yeah, yeah. he does. I mean, there's there might not be a better defensive player in the league. And by the time the season is over, he's just that talented. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so, just, just just one more thing. I know you want to kind of wrap these things up, but um, I just want to talk about the Bills for a second. And uh, I know it's been it's just one week, but they seemed even more hopeless than we did last year. Yeah, I, I would I would say it's only one week. Um, but uh, yeah, I think that they are. Uh, that's a team that is is headed down a bad path. 
Uh, they don't, it's not a very talented group of, of, uh, of players. They, they lost a lot of good guys. Um, defensively, they were pretty good the last couple of years, and, uh, and they got a 40 spot hung up on them. And uh, the fact that they, they just look lost, uh, I wonder if that's a team that uh, that is – I mean, when you think about the teams that played bad this week, you would you would you would put them at the top of the charts. I guess you would put the Chargers pretty high up there too. They didn't play well at all, um, and they obviously play each other this week. Uh, but uh, well, and the Cardinals, I guess, would be the three the three worst teams after Week One. Um, but the Bills just look like a team that's going to be bad all season, um, and they are uh, doing something that we probably would have done in years past, and that's to throw out a, uh, a young rookie quarterback who probably isn't ready uh, behind a bad offensive line with very few skill position players that are capable of making plays for him uh, out there against a team that's going to put a pass rush on him. I mean, uh, Joey Bosa or not, the, the, the Chargers still are going to put a pass rush on you. And uh, I think that this this should be a, an interesting week for the, for the Chargers. Uh, they should be able to even on the road, uh, put a hurting on a team that uh, looks lost. What do you th- What do you think about that? Yeah, I would agree with that. Uh, it's It's going to be a long year for the Bills, and uh, I kind of feel for them because uh, you know, I mean, we just we just coming off a, a winless season, but it might happen that there's another one. I know that there that it's it's almost harder to do than it is to you know win yeah. two or three games but um i think i think this this is the season where where it might happen because as we said it's just one game but they they looked god awful yeah and, yeah i mean and i mean the people kind of expected them to not look very good but uh, i was surprised by what i what i saw because that was uh, I, I mean, they they kind of have the uh, the type of quarterback room that we had last year with with um, Peterman and uh, and Allen and um, who's who's the third guy? I, I don't even know. This. I don't even know. But well, Allen's starting this week, and Peterman was the number one. Yeah. So you know, third. You know, who's the third guy in Buffalo? It doesn't even really matter. You know? <laughs> right. Uh, I'll take a quick look and see if I could find out. But overall, it's uh, you know, it, it, it's not it's not a it's not a deep room. But uh, it kind of bums me out that we won't get Nick Bosa. Yeah, <laughs> well, it's, I mean, they have uh, they have Logan Thomas as their third tight end. I guess he would be their emergency quarterback because uh, oh, they only right. have two guys listed. Um, yeah, so I don't I don't see. Uh, I don't see a third quarterback on their roster. Um, they probably have a guy in the practice squad, or or Thomas will come and throw, you know, sling it for them, I guess, if they had to. But that is a that is a bad quarterback room. Uh, tough, I, I, tough to learn when those are the two guys that are there, you know. One one is a rookie, and another guy is a sophomore who, who I think threw more touchdown. I mean, interceptions than completed passes. Yeah, I mean he. You, or, or at least, or at least seems that way anyway. You got a, a second-year guy who threw five picks in his one half of NFL football last year, and uh, and a rookie who, I mean, by all rights is, I mean, a lot of us thought were overdrafted, but you know has the, the all the arm talent and and the, the physical talent, but uh, struggles from accuracy and uh, and and readability. That I think that you know to have those two guys. As your your quarterbacks, I mean that's just it's just asking a lot from, from and and, from and there, there's no veteran presence in the quarterback room. Yeah. I mean there's the coach, but I, I think uh, in in some respects it's really useful to have someone like Stanton in in, in the QB room. Yeah, I mean I, I think he's there for a reason. I think that obviously between he and Tyra, I think that the reason that those two guys were, were brought in was to add stability and to help. Whoever we took at number one, and I, I believe that uh, that uh, Mayfield was the guy from from the moment we had the pick. I believe that though, that that's who we were going to take. Now um, that and, we and want- I, I mean, look at 2016. We had a QB room with no 
none of the guys have ever won a game, and I know it's it's the ultimate team team sport. But we had three quarterbacks with with uh, zero wins to their name, and and their average age was like I don't know twenty three or yeah. something like that. So what the Bills have right now is even worse than. Yeah. Us, yeah. I mean, I didn't think that was possible to kind of achieve, but um, they, they did. They did a pretty good job at it. Yeah. I, would, <laughs> yeah. I would say that um, to me, I, I, like I said, I think that that uh, having the vets in the room was a big thing for you know. I thought that maybe we had a tie rod because we just wanted to have some stability to have a veteran out there to go out and win a few games and make us respectable regardless of who we picked. Um, but the more I watch it, the more I see how he prepares and that, that he's worked really well with Mayfield. And I think he knows his role, what his role is, is that he's a starter this year or part of this year and that this team isn't going to be his moving forward. Uh, he's embraced it, you know, so I think that... Uh, and he's you know, playing for his future on another team. I mean, you're right. it's it's not like it's not like he he has no, you know, nothing at stake. Yeah, yeah. No, he does. So, he, he certainly does, and and he can make himself some money. And I think he's probably going to have a shot somewhere else to, to start somewhere else. Um, but I think the but him being a good soldier in this situation and and working with you know the rookie that he knows is at some point going to take his job from him. Uh, he's the kind of guy that I mean you got to love having a guy like that on your team. Same with Stanton. I mean anybody who's willing to uh, to teach a guy that is going to replace them because they know it's an eventuality. Uh, you know it says a lot about them. You know I mean that's just the nature of the NFL and. Um, we've had guys here in the past that have just not cared and don't want to help the next guy. Um, and, you know, I, I get it. They are, you know, it is, it is, you know, it's NFL stands for not for long. And there, there's a lot of guys out there that, that, that need to make that money while they can. But at the same point, you know, you got to respect a guy like Taylor, uh, for doing what he's doing. Um, so like I said, I know you want to talk about the bills and, and of course we come right back to ourselves, but, uh, I think the Bills are going to regret trading Taylor. Um, you know, like I said, I, do I think he's a world beater? No. Do I think he's probably a jack? Probably is. But at the same point, I think having a little bit of stability and, and teaching your rookie quarterback uh, how to be an NFL quarterback, how to watch film, how to read, uh, how to read a defense. You know, having somebody in there that's that's on the field with you uh, goes a long way. And and I think it's. It's something that we're benefiting from right now. And maybe it costs us a high third-round pick, but at the same point, I think the development that it helps with Mayfield, it's, it's worth padding that pick with an extra pick. You know, I think it's worth it to give him, like, a, you know, basically an advanced tutor, somebody who's a player as opposed to a coach that's going to help him uh, to get better every game. And he's going to push, and, and, and by all rights, Mayfield pushed himself really hard because he wanted to start. You know, there's no question about it. He wanted to be the starter when opening day came around, and he, 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 you know, he didn't. He probably was ne- had no chance at that. But that's be- he pushed himself to learn faster, to be better, because he had a guy in the team that was already ahead of him. Uh, and he might not have done that if Taylor wasn't here. So kudos to you know, kudos to uh, to Dorsey for doing making that move. I know people have complained about it, uh, what we spent and how much money it costs and whatever. But uh, I think the Bills are going to suffer from something not doing that, whereas we're we're benefiting from making a trade like that. It's it's it, it was kind of cool to see uh, Hugh kind of prod uh, Mayfield, you know, uh, during hard knocks. You know, where's your uh, morning routine? Yeah, to kind of put Taylor as you know, you, first you got to reach that that level of professionalism yeah. in this league, and then only once you get there can you move forward. Um, I think I think it's good because you know um, the coaches uh, have so much on their hands, so many players, and watch film and so on. You know, it's it's really important. I mean, there's this calming presence I think that Taylor brings. Plus, um, I remember um, the uh, uh, what's what's that? What's the name of that uh, documentary series? Uh, not America's Game, but the one about the people, like football life. Yeah, that's the one, and. Um, they made one about the guy who was begging groceries. Kurt Warner. Kurt Warner. 
And one of the things that I think his wide receiver said that, uh, you know, uh, it doesn't, it didn't really matter, uh, uh, what the situation was. Or maybe he said it himself, but, uh, the importance of being the same guy every day in the locker room, like yeah. coming in and, and, you know, have your game face and just be consistent with that. And I kind of, but it seems to me so far that, uh, Taylor is that kind of a guy, you know. Yeah. He's, he's a professional. He's a yeah. he's the consummate professional. And it's good that we got him on the team. I'm, I'm happy. Yeah, yeah absolutely. So I guess with that, uh, that's going to wrap up episode two of the DBN Long Table. Uh, Fourth, unless you got anything else you want to add in? I don't know. We can't leave. <laughs> well, I guess we're going to wrap it up. We're going to uh, we'll be uh, paying attention Come 1 o'clock tomorrow, San, uh, San Francisco. And New Orleans style, uh, Browns and Saints. Uh, week two, hopefully to pick up our, uh, our first one of the season and uh, head to 1-0-1. Uh, but uh, it's a challenging game ahead of us, and uh, let's just hope Browns put forth a good effort and uh, represent themselves well, pull away with a W. And uh, we will be back again hopefully next week uh, talking about that, that win. Thanks, Wilson. Goodbye. Hey, I'm Anil Dash, and I'm the host of a new show called Function from the Vox Media Podcast Network and Glitch. This season, we're talking with experts about why our voting machines are so bad and how that might hurt our elections. We'll also talk with an animator to find out how popular dances from the real world end up in video games. And we're going to tackle the biggest question in tech, why do so many celebrities use screenshots from that Apple Notes app to make their public apologies when they screw up? You can find new episodes of Function every Monday on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And thanks to Microsoft Azure for sponsoring Function.